you know, I was only eight years old, so I saw boobs. That was really cool, too. Boobs are fun. Boobs are fun. Pull up a stool and settle it at the bar as we pour you another frosty episode of Gaming on Tap. And now, two delusional guys that actually believe they have an audience. Your hosts, J-Dub and Joey Mack. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaming on Tap. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. J-Dub here with Joey Mack. Joey Mack and J-Dub. Hey. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, First of all, hey, I wanted to wish you a happy Friday the 13th. I know it's I know it just passed, but uh, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. And thank you. Ironically enough, we're going to be talking about Halloween. Halloween is just around the corner. Yes. So today's episode is very special. It is our Halloween special. And so we picked a great beer for this special. It's called This is the This is actually the title of the beer. Now I am death, death destroyer, destroyer of worlds. It sounds so epic. It is. And let me tell you, this is an epic multi IPA, triple IPA. It's got a beer advocate score of 84 out of 100, so that's pretty darn high and it comes out of Virginia. This is the first beer that we're trying that is out of Virginia and why don't you speak to it a little bit? I'm going to crack mine open right now and give it a pour. Um, yeah, so uh, 10% alcohol content. Just what I desire. You know, let me just take a sip here. It's really interesting. It's, it's kind of strong and sweet, but with that kind of malty bitterness as an aftertaste, which is, is interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty thick too. the, the look of it. I mean, it's almost like a Guinness in yeah, a way. Yeah. I would stickiness and it, the head's really thick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The color is almost red. It's like a, probably yeah. where it got its name from, uh, now I am death. Uh, it's like drinking a pint of blood. It is. It's like, I feel like a vampire <laughs> and it's 124 IBUs. 124 it's crazy but yeah the the aroma is pretty strong uh it's got pine what were you saying i i i'm picking up hints of grapefruit what what did you say it smells like i mean it's got it's got a kind of an amber orange almost hazy orange too like a little bit of sweetness to it it what's interesting though is at the end kind of as as you're like drinking it down it has there's a little bit of carbonation like a hint of carbonation on the finish, yeah. which it's it's kind of interesting. Now, now for me, and I, Joey Mac, I don't know how you feel about this one, but yeah, Maltese are just a little too heavy for me. I, you know, I want to drink a IPA, is. a double or a triple. Mm-hmm. I I still want to feel like I'm drinking, you know, an IPA. This this feels a little yeah. bit like a little too thick for me, um, for my liking. But how about you? Yeah, me too. I'm not. I'm not really a, a fan of triples in general. I, you know, I just think that they're always really too heavy. The alcohol content is really high, so it always, for me, triples kind of always have that boozy aftertaste. Yeah, you know, uh, and and there and this one in particular is like really heavy on the malt, like you were saying. So, you know, hey, look, I like beer, so I'm gonna drink it. 
but um, you know, it's not something that I'd bust yeah, out you know, all the, the time. Uh, I was just gonna say with the triples, you know, too. I mean, I, you know, there's some triples that I, I guess I like where it's not so heavy on that kind of whiskey, like kind of like metal aftertaste. I don't know. It's it tastes like a metal aftertaste for me. It's like not that I'm going around chomping on metal, but it just has a very like metallic like. I don't know. It's hard to say, but the triples are a little bit too aftertasty for me, I guess, if that makes sense compared to like a double or a single. So totally. But you know something it's, I just got to say, we're actually pretty fortunate to be drinking this beer. The, uh, the brewing company, Android theory brewing, they only made one limited batch. It's only been brewed once. So that is kind of cool. That's very, that's uh, kind of cool. I'm going to savor that. That's, that's really um, awesome. But man, if you if you can find a bottle, I don't know if you you'll be able to find one. But if you do come across one, pick it up. Just the bottle alone is reason to get it. It's frightening. There's like a pentagram on it. Uh, it looks like like coyote skulls. It's I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's kind of a scary beer. I mean, the blood redness, the frothy head. I mean, it's it's really like a. This beer is going to give me nightmares. Yeah, geez. <laughs> I don't want but so what, much froth. I'd like to what, drink the beer and which is. Perfect, though, for Halloween, right? Like, we picked the perfect Halloween beer. That is true, my friend. That is true. So uh, so let's let's get off the beer, get on to the games. So to celebrate Halloween, J-Dub and I decided that we'd pick our top three horror-themed games. And um, we haven't discussed our picks with each other, right? I don't that know is what correct, you, sir. I don't know what you pick. You don't know what I pick. So this should be pretty interesting. And I got to tell you, this was not an easy task. I mean... I, I mean, I, there. Uh, it's like I wanted to. I wanted to do four. <laughs> I wanted to do five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I'm still kind of. I'm still on the fence with number three for me. Um, and I'll go into a little bit of that when we go through our journey here. Yeah, yeah. Bit. You know, I th- three was the hardest pick for me too. I wonder if we have the same number three that we had a hard time picking. I don't know. One was the easiest. Two was easy. But three, I had a really hard time picking three because there's just so many great horror games out there. So I don't know what your like method to your madness was. Um, but for me, I had to p- had to, like set up some personal criteria to make my picks. These games, every game that I picked, genuinely scared me while I was playing it. For instance, like I love like Pandemic Cthulhu. Great game, super fun. It's horror themed, but it's not scary. It's just a fun, fully cooperative game, right? So, Pandemic Cthulhu did not make my list because it didn't scare me. It's a great game, though, and but I agree. Like I, I kind of went around the same kind of route as you did with this. Like I was trying to feel like which ones really scared me. Where I was almost like, oh my goodness, yeah, what's I know. going on? Yeah, like. Th- get goosebumps like all of yeah. the, all all of these games gave me goosebumps while I was playing it and like I got and scared the other part of that too Joey Mac is not to mix being scared with gore because gore can kind of be not scary sometimes which sounds really mm-hmm. weird but like mm-hmm. um I won't say too much but you know I'm talking like scary like you said, like, like psychologically scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I yeah. want it to stop. I don't want to play anymore. And you know, it's amazing <laughs> that we didn't finish any of these games on our list. Probably. No, I'm just kidding. What? Because <laughs> we were too scared. Right? Oh, 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 very nice. <laughs> I was like, where the hell are you going with that? 
Oh my god. So who do you who wants to go first? You want me to go down with my top or my my number three, or do you want to go first? We'll start. You'll start with number three, then I'll do my okay. number three. Okay. And then we'll just we'll do it that way. It's scary, Jay. Hold me. I'm cold. I'm, I'm cold. I'm, sca- I'm cold. I'm cold. Help. Shh. Shh. Oh Help. my gosh. Shh. I'm over here. Shh. Shh. I'm too cold. Uh, I can't whistle. Shh. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. I'm gonna die out of here. All right. So this is gonna. This is going to surprise you. I think my number three pick. My number three pick for top horror game is Time Stories, the Marcy wow. case scenario. And I, I think people are probably going to give me a little bit of kickback, but I'm telling you, this particular scenario scared. We played this together, Jay. I was scared. And I think mostly because the the story unfolded so unexpectedly. Like I thought it was going to be like the cover of the box, everything about it. I just assumed it was going to be like some you know, like some hard-boiled detective noir. And uh, like I don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't played this scenario yet, but I'm telling you, your heart rate is going to peak once the true story is revealed because it's not just a basic detective story. You know, this show is supposed to give, give us the chills, right? These games. And I'm going to tell you right now, Joey Mack, I am tripping out right now because... I picked the exact same game. Sure. I did. You did not. Dude, I'm you're not, lying. Dude, I did. What? This? Okay. I'm going to let you continue, but no. yeah, dude, I'm No, no, I'm done. I'm no, done. Man. I'm done. This, Go ahead. This game and the way that this worked out was so damn scary. And you know, the first the first one we played was great as well. It was great. But this one was like at the edge of our seats, chomping at the bit, like trying to like get away on the chopper and make sure that the sample, you know, I hope I'm not giving anything away, but I know Jay, come on. <laughs> spoiler up. alert. I know, spoiler alert, my bad. Whoops. <laughs> um, it's been out for a while, folks. Get out and yeah. get it. Get it. And get you'll it. have a different experience. I guarantee That's it. True. But yeah. I oh my God. I mean, this was a game where we were like high fiving each other. Oh my god! And, and Alfred, so yeah, Alfred was in the mix too, our gaming buddy, and he's high five, and it's like we did it, uh, and like it was like a game of memory, dude, but like I was scared. Scary stuff was happening, and I'm like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? We're the I time's know. running out. It was we got- so scared that that last little bit of the story where it was like you know, uh, kind of like all coming to a like climax. I was terrified. Oh my gosh. It was so amazing. And I got to tell you, the feeling we had when we beat that and got through it. High it fives all like, around. It's Yeah, and it's so weird because it's like Inspector Gadget, right? So, like, Chief Quimby always has that, like, <laughs> message that explodes. And, like, Inspector Gadget, like, he's like, go, go, brain, Penny. And he, like, throws it into the garbage uh, and it blows up. And that's exactly what happens with these yeah. games, kind of. But I'm telling you, it is like the, it's like you finished it and it's like you conquered it. And it's like, boom, done. Mic drop. So great. So great. I'm, I, dude, I'm so surprised that that was your number three also. I totally thought I was going to like surprise you with that one. No, I'll tell you though, there's a lot more time stories we need to play. 
I know. And so far, that was just amazing because we had no idea what we were going into. No, I really Nothing. thought it was. I thought it was just going to be like a standard detective story where you go in, you try to save a girl. I mean, that's that's what I thought. So, anyways, we're we're really being vague about the horror part of the of this scenario, but but I did give a spoiler about the you end did. of the game. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's that'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, audience. All right. So number three is the same. That's crazy. All right. So number two, I will go in to my number two then. I wonder if you pick the same number two. My number two is Mansions of Madness Second Edition. First of all, I love the original Mansions of Madness, and I'm still debating if I like it better than Second Edition. But as far as scares go, and remember, this is all about scary horror games. So as far as scares scares go, I have to hand it to the fully cooperative Second Edition. And the fact that there's an app um, that, you know, running off of a tablet that acts as the keeper or the, the dungeon master, that's what keeps the tension so high, you know. So in first edition, it's one against many. One person plays the keeper, everybody else plays detectives, and the keeper is kind of setting the pace of the game. In second edition, an app acts as keeper. So every it's a fully cooperative game, but since it's a uh, since it's a, since it's an app that's acting as keeper none of the players know where the game is going to go you know when we open up a door we don't know what's going to be on the other side of that door what uh, enemy is going to be on the other side of that door you know what you're going to discover what beast you're going to encounter so just that sense of kind of not knowing what's going to happen is what made me pick this as my is my second pick? Oh my goodness! I am I'm I can't believe this. No, we I don't believe it. We actually have different Dude. number twos. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I gotta tell God. you though, Joey Mac. Let's just talk a little bit about this game. This is a really, really, really tough decision for me because Mansions of Madness is another one that's special. I think for both of us. Yeah, and. I don't know if I like first edition mm-hmm. or second edition. Me neither. Better. I don't know which one I like better. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the first edition, I felt like, other than you having to set up everything, because I know you like to be kind of the, the overlord. I um, do. The, I love the it. overlord. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the there there was a little bit more imagination that was happening and i think that's just one thing that i love about board games um mm-hmm. and you know in the second edition there's a lot of interaction with the tablet and what i like about that is it gives a randomness and always gives you a mm-hmm. new game but you lose a little bit i think of that imagination and so for me i just couldn't make the decision mm-hmm. and there's a game that i do feel for me is is a little bit a little bit above it. And okay. like I said, we could only do three. That's right. Um, and, but my number two. I can't wait. Number two. Number So my two. number two is Betrayal on House on the Hill. Oh, I'm so happy that you picked this game. This game is awesome. I, I mean, this game, first of all, it's got a lot of replayability, which I love. Mm-hmm. You are exploring a haunted house and you're going through all these rooms and you're collecting things and you're trying to unlock things. And then everyone pulls cards and you might be picking the haunted card, mm-hmm. 
which turns the game from a co-op to one person who's going after the other players. And mm-hmm. it really turns the tables on on everyone. And it, you just don't know when this is going to happen. Now, I'll tell you, I've played this game multiple times, and there is a couple of times where you might pull the haunt card early on. And when you get set up for a big game like this, yeah. that's the last thing you want. But at the same time, once you pull that haunt card, you pretty much go in another room as yep. the person who's going to be the haunter, and you basically read what it is that you're going to be. Are you going to be a werewolf? Are you going to be a ghost with like, you know, uh, they can pass through walls. Yeah, that can pass through walls, and you're going to be trying to trap your opponent. So it's everyone working together, and we all got these weapons, and we're all doing good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh oh, and then it's just like tables turned person who's the haunter goes into the other room reads their own special booklet there's so many i think there's like 50 plus to choose from there's an expansion which i haven't actually gotten because i don't think i've gotten enough of betrayal of house on the hill so um i'd like to play a lot more of it it's hard to get to the table because again cold to the new but this game is amazing and it's scary it is it's scary. eerie yeah, I'm glad that you picked it. It's great. That was that was on my short list for sure. That was one of the games on my short list. And that was one where I was kind of like struggling, you know, for that number three spot. So I'm glad that you I'm glad that you got that in, in your list. All right. The time has come for our number one pick. Number one. Number one. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm really curious if we have the same one because that would be crazy. But I think for number one, I don't think I don't think our number ones are going to match, and I'll tell you why. The reason I picked number one, so just go, I'm just going to go back in time a little bit. The first horror movie I ever watched in my entire life was the original Friday the Thirteenth. I know where you're going with this. I was eight years old. My dad rented the VHS tape, and we watched it together with the lights out. And at that moment, I was only eight, but I just instantly became a fan of horror movies. Like, I loved horror movies. It just completely solidified that night. Not to mention there was nudity in the movie, and I was only eight years old, so I saw boobs. That was really cool, too. (laughs) All right. Boobs are fun. Boobs are fun. But, man, I loved this movie. That being said, my number one horror game is last friday oh what a great pick and i'll tell you this is another one that i just really enjoyed as well yeah i love this game so much there's it's a um for those of you that don't know it's a it's a one verse many hidden movement game one person plays the machete wielding maniac everybody else plays a camp counselor i mean this i mean they call it last friday probably only because they couldn't get the friday the 13th license this game is friday the 13th the board game This game is so, so scary. And I think this is maybe where I deviated a little bit in the chill factor for my number one. But this game is scary and it is so thematic. Oh, I love the theme of this game. And uh, so here's really quickly. The genius thing, I think, about Last Friday that, that sets it apart from other hidden movement games is 
the game takes place over a series of acts, just like a movie, right? You have like act one, act two, act three, act four. And then there's points in the game where the roles are reversed, you know, just like in a, just like in the Friday the 13th movies, right? So when it's night, the hunter, the, uh, the maniac is the hunter and he's hunting all the camp counselors. But then in the second act, it's daytime. And the camp counselors have now barricaded themselves in their uh, in their uh, cabins. They've got weapons, and now they're out during the day to try to hunt the maniac, which is not like any other hidden movement game I've ever played before. So not only is it really scary, dripping with theme, but it's unique. It's really fun, and I I just love this game. So that's why I picked it as my number one. I mean, it's just so strategic. It's so thematic. And it's scary. I mean, it gets your heart pumping, that's for it sure. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Absolutely. So now I'm, I'm curious. I can't wait to hear your number one. Oh, My number one. Number one. My number one. And I think Joey Mack's going to know what this is. I think so. Do you, really? What's crazy is I don't, spoiler alert, I don't own this game. Oh. Um, I was going to buy it. And I was on the fence because of a couple of the visual things. Because <laughs> you know me. You're the visual, visual guy. Here. Yeah. But um, Fury of Dracula. Oh I love. God. I love this game. And I'll Whoa, tell you. That's it's insane. It's not the scariest per se game. So I go a little. I'm going to deviate a little bit from like what my original criteria was. But as far as how I chose. But this game it gets your heart pumping, and again, hidden movement, just like, just like last Friday. Last Friday, I mean, it's it's very similar. What I love about this is I feel Halloween in its truest form. Like when I think about Halloween, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the the way the board's kind of laid out, the tone of the board, the way that you. You know, when you're Dracula, you can move around and you can leave like vampires or mm-hmm. bats or wolves. Yeah. Um, it's it's like you can leave a trail that can totally just catch you up as like the hunters. There's a lot of that switching back and forth again too, like last Friday and like betrayal, but like, you know, it's just so thematic. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's such a classic kind of like Halloween you know, scare with Dracula and it just makes it real. And it's so engaging in the way that like, you're just trying to hunt him down and you've got this huge map. You don't even know where he starts. I know we've actually played a few games and I don't, there, there's some games where you, you know, Dracula would have the advantage or the investigators would have the advantage. But with this game, we've played enough, enough times to kind of vet that out. If there really is somebody that has an upper hand, but you know, I win, you win. If you're Dracula, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's just, it all comes down to a little bit of luck, but a lot of strategy and being able to recognize movements, where he is, anticipating where he's going to go. Now, um, I'll tell you, my only nit, and Jay's got nit, so Jay's nit on this is the box cover. I just, I can't stand it. I mean, it's like Dracula from Sesame Street. Seven wonderful seasons. One, two, three, four. Like, like it's what? What's going on? Like, what? Why is he? Why is he bluish green? The one thing it has going for it in a if if I were looking from a graphic standpoint and eye catching is the bats. 
making up the picture. I think that's kind of clever, but get the damn Sesame Street count out of there. All right, well, there you have it. That was that was fun. How'd you like that going through our top three? I loved it. This was so much fun. This I, was great. I got to tell you, man, I want to keep going with more. I mean, the, I, I'd love to do like maybe an honorable mention, dude. I mean, do you have any that maybe we didn't mention that were kind of close to the list but got cut? Yeah, you know, I'm sure I could probably think of a few more games I could, you know, list out as honorable mentions, but J-Dub, we're, we're kind of pushing close to 30 minutes right now, so. 30 minutes? That's nothing. We could talk forever. The never-ending story. Oh, Actually, I should see waiting. the never-ending <laughs> podcast. You know, I was waiting for you to sing. I was I'm like, all, when I'm is it going to happen? i go into some kind of song, Joey Mack. When is it going to happen? Thank it's you. happening. <laughs> The time is now. The crazy thing is it doesn't even seem like it's been that long. I felt like we've had such a great time kind of going through our lists. Absolutely, man. Great lists. Another great episode. I have to yeah. tell you, though, Joey Mac, I am, I've got something on my radar. Oh, whoa. I know. All right. Well, please. Well, go right ahead. It's kind of like a game we've played before. So let me get to it. This okay. game is called Betrayal. Yeah. At Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. You know, I was wondering if you're going to pick this up. I don't think I'm going to pick this one up, but I'm going to try to like sell it to you like a drug dealer because I already <laughs> own Betrayal House on the Hill. Why would I get this? But you, my friend, <laughs> yeah. who love Betrayal House on the Hill, I do. I do. You would like this game. It's a little bit more on the fantasy side, but there's still curses, but you become a traitor in this like army in these catacombs. So it's got a really kind of cool different flavor to it. But like I said, I already own this game, but this one caught my eye. That's nice. You know what? I might have to pick that up because I do like betrayal and I want to pick it up, but you know, we kind of have this whole unspoken rule where we don't get games that the other person owns. So, however, speaking of that unspoken rule, my friend fury of Dracula is like $180 now because I guess it's out of print. I had no it idea. <clears throat> Not only is it out of print, but I read that Fantasy Flight announced that they have no plans of re-releasing it. So I think that's it. Dude, that sucks, blood. It sucks. But I've got it. So I know. whenever you're in town, we'll bust it out. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So, uh, you know, I hate to wrap things up quick since we're having such a great conversation here. But like I said, we are kind of, I, I think by now we're over 30 minutes. No! So, I know. We got to wrap things up. The but best Darth Vader we, line ever. No! <laughs> but before uh. we do, I actually, I want to I give a quick shout out really quick to Zach from the Tabletop Radio Hour podcast. Nice. I know, yeah. So you know this already, J-Dub, but our listeners don't. And also I want to, you know, I want Zach to hear this in case he's listening. So Zach reached out to us, generously invited us to be guests on his podcast. You know, we're still kind of trying to work out scheduling, so it's still up on the up in the air whether or not we're going to be able to set something up. But regardless, I thought it was a really nice gesture, and I wanted to thank him publicly over our podcast airways. Thank you, Zach. Means a Thanks, lot. Thanks, Zach. Means a it lot. It does. It really does mean a lot. And uh, and for anyone that's interested, I'll be sure to have a link to his podcast in our show notes so uh, so you can give that a listen. Awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Also, 
just as a public service reminder, there are five weeks this month in October, and since we release new episodes every first and third Tuesday, we won't be back for another three weeks. Back. It's why you fail. Oh, but Joey Mack, this is a great time to tell everyone that Mm -hmm. we're starting our Kickstarter and we have a goal (laughs) of $800,000. Yes, that's right. So give us all your monies. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody believes that, we are totally joking. We will never ask for your money. That being said, when we do come back for our next episode, worry not. Because I promise we will have another fun episode planned. We're going to dive in, talk about a beautifully thematic, story-driven city builder. And, uh, yeah, see if you can figure out what game we're talking about by that description. And we're going to, guess it, drink. Yeah, yeah. we'll have another beer. Or two. Or three. Or five or whatever. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, subscribe to us via SoundCloud or iTunes. Thanks for stopping by the boardroom. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Goodbye, everybody. Tapped out. Thank you for making it this far. Today's episode of Gaming on Tap was recorded in the boardroom. Audio equipment used in the production of this podcast was generously provided by our friends at Tascam. Visit Tascam.com to learn more. Our theme song was written and performed by the Cracker Brothers, and you can find their music at ReverbNation.com slash Cracker Brothers. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GamingOnTap, and for all things on tap, visit GamingOnTap.com. Until next time, for J-Dub and Joey Mack, I'm Eric the Announcer saying, Game Responsibly! Game Responsibly!